Are you living the best of who you feel like you are right now? And if you're not, that's not a place for you to feel sad or upset about necessarily. It's just to acknowledge it and to accept it and then take some personal accountability and say, okay, what would I have to do? What thinking patterns or new behaviors would I have to start to start tapping into the best of who I am again? Because when people often say they've lost focus or enthusiasm or vibrancy, what they're really saying is, I don't feel like me anymore. I don't know why. And sometimes it's just because they haven't been focusing on themselves. Not in a narcissistic way, but really focusing on themselves to ask that question of like, who do I want to be each day? Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success. 
right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Right now, I'm getting a lot of um, feedback and a lot of questions while I'm out on the road about people just maintaining their focus and enthusiasm right now. There's a lot of people kind of getting sucked into the drama and the negativity of the world, whether it's politically or economically or just in their own social world. But I think also right now that's coupled with a challenge where people are feeling so overwhelmed, you know? They're feeling like there's so many opportunities to chase, so many courses to take, so many new initiatives they want to try, so many new products they want to create, so many new people they want to hire or fire, you know? And so they're in this challenge of just dealing with it all. And sometimes when you're there, you find yourself doing one of two things. Either you're going through the day as a complete stress ball, or you're going through the day and just going through the motions. And in either of those two places, that's where I usually hear this concern, well, Brendan, uh, you know, I've lost my focus. And when we start talking about it, what we really, what they really mean is they lost their drive. Or they say, well, Brendan, I've lost my enthusiasm. When what they really mean is they just haven't had any time to get enthused about something. They haven't spent some time just ruminating and thinking about the things that fire them up. You know, it's the same thing in a relationship. If you're in love with somebody and, you know, if you never really think about how they're feeling or think about how great your relationship is together, you can kind of lose touch with that relationship, lose touch with that person, and most importantly, lose connection there. Well, the same thing goes for life. If we're not being attentive to our life, if we're not paying attention to how it feels and how it goes and what we want to put into it, we can quickly lose connection. And so what I want to do is talk about this bigger conversation about how to get that back. That's going to be the focus today. How do you get back that vibrancy and that connection when you've lost it because either you're overwhelmed and stressed or you're just so busy, you're kind of going through the motions and even going through the motions in a positive way. Let's say if you're just flowing through your days all the day, if it gets too easy for you, then you lose a little bit of the edge and a little bit of that excitement, a little bit of that drive. And lots of people are there. And a lot of people were just sharing this, this thing with me. And what I'd like to do to help you come back to it is talk about how this simple framework might help you get that momentum, that focus, that enthusiasm all back from one thing. Let's talk about the framework. Here's, we're gonna do a little bit of math today, which I know you should never do with creatives, but I hope you enjoy this, okay? We're gonna do a little bit of math. If you read the charge, you remember there was the baseline human drives and the forward human drives, okay? So there were 10 baseline human drives. These are the human drives that we just, we have to have to have any level of contentment in our life at all, right? We've gotta have control, like self-control, right? We've gotta have congruence. We've got to have caring. We've got to have the, 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 the feeling, that, that sense of connection, et cetera, okay? If you read that book. Then in the forward drives, these are the things that kind of push us. 
right? Those foreign drives, we all want change, as an example. We want creative expression out in the world. We want challenge and contribution and consciousness. These are things that we all want. But people always ask me, Brendan, if I have to focus on any of them, which ones would you choose? Which is kind of a weird question because it's like, well, if you had three children and you ask that question, it really doesn't quite work out, does it? You have three kids, which do you focus on? All of them? These are your human drives. You have to pay, all of these have to be real for you, okay? You can't kind of poo-poo on one and forget the other one and not pay attention to, because that's when people become upset. So if you haven't read The Charge, just read that book. It will give you a good baseline for what I'm talking about today. But let me share with you some simple things to get your level of focus and enthusiasm and vibrancy back into your life. We're gonna start with this simple model, okay? First, we're gonna start with congruence. Okay? Congruence is that psychological need we have to live in alignment with who we think we are. Okay, that's congruence. It means if I think I'm a good person, but I don't act like a good person, then I'm gonna have this like dissonance inside. I'm gonna be frustrated with myself, upset with myself, stressed with myself, disconnected from myself, and ultimately some bad things happen from there. Okay, that's called congruence. We all wanna live with incongruence with who we think we are, how we wanna interact with other people, and what we wanna to give to the world. So just let's baseline on those real fast for you. Are you living the best of who you feel like you are right now? And if you're not, that's not a place for you to feel sad or upset about necessarily. It's just to acknowledge it and to accept it and then take some personal accountability and say, okay, what would I have to do? What thinking patterns or new behaviors would I have to start to start tapping into the best of who I am again? Because when people often say they've lost focus or enthusiasm or vibrancy, what they're really saying is, I don't feel like me anymore. I don't know why. And sometimes it's just because they haven't been focusing on themselves. Not in a narcissistic way, but really focusing on themselves to ask that question of like, who do I wanna be each day? People are always surprised about how much time I spend on this. I promise one of our bullets today that we'll cover is some of my you know, practices that keep me high performing. One of them is intention in this area. Each day, I'm consistently wondering who I am and who do I wanna be. We just finished a study. Um, we were trying to figure out, do high performers think differently about the future than other people? And if they do, what categories of thinking uh, or topics, if you will, are they paying attention to? And here's what it came out to be. We call it the future four. The future four is high performers think more. They literally think more in terms of time because we ask the question, how much time do you spend on thinking about all these different questions? And one of the things that we found, they think about the future four, these four things. They think about self and they don't think about self like, what are my strengths and my weaknesses and what am I good at today? They think about self into the future. They're thinking about, this is my ideal self. How do I move towards that? And they actually think about that more than let's say underperformers. And we can measure that by time. So it's not a generic thing I'm telling you. It ends up being on average in these future four that we'll talk about, high performers spend over an hour a week more thinking about these four things than underperformers do. That's pretty significant, okay? So let me give you an example. The future four is self. 
thinking about the self, ideal projection in the future. This means think about your future again. Where does enthusiasm come from? Enthusiasm comes from your orientation to the future, right? I'm enthusiastic about this next moment. You can be enthusiastic about now. No, what, you don't, you're not enthusiastic about now. You're appreciative about what's now. You're joyous about what's now. But enthusiasm has a forward lean to the, for, to the future, right? So I want you to be thinking about if you feel like you've lost some enthusiasm, maybe you've just lost connection that you used to have with looking into the future. You know, it's why a lot of people get so excited around New Year's, right? They're so thrilled to be thinking about, oh, where am I going? What's my life going to be? And th there's a lot of optimism that happens. It's not just because of Christmas just happened. Maybe it is. There's a lot of giving spirit there. But you head in that New Year's and there's an optimism. Every year, look, look at the stock market. Every year goes up in January. Every year. So what I want you to do is think about the future again. Just sit there. And, th and I don't mean once, uh, you know, a quarter. I mean daily. What do you want your life to be like in the future? And a lot of people don't want to do that because it brings that dissonance. They go, oh, well, I guess my life's never going to be like that. And I know you don't think that because you probably wouldn't be in this audience if you did. But sometimes as we get so busy, we stop visiting that. I recently worked with a client who by every measure is an incredibly successful person. Amazing family, on covers of magazines, extraordinarily wealthy, doesn't have to worry about money or reputation the rest of their life. Just, they got it. They're good, right? But not happy. Felt like they were going through the motions. And one of the reasons we got in, sometimes when you're a high performer, when you're so good, you can go through the motions. And what ends up happening is you're so good, you're going through the motions Nobody else kind of sees it. But inside, you start feeling bored or restless or just detached, but no one sees it. You're still crushing it, but no one can see it because, you know, you're good. And you really don't even recognize it. And often when you're really good, you stop thinking about the future because you're just like handling stuff. You got, right? You're good, so you've piled onto the plate. And the plate is so full, all of your focus and effort ends up just doing stuff. And you're a SWAT team every day. You're amazing, right? You're kicking some butt every single day. You're just crushing it. But you lose your enthusiasm because you took off that hopeful lean towards who you could still become. One of the most, the highest dangers for a higher performer is to think, I'm good. I'm complete. Everything's good. You are a whole person and you are a good person, but none of us is done in our development. So you have to be asking yourself, okay, am I giving myself any time to dream of the person I could become? That's what I want you to do. Because sometimes when you have that level of enthusiasm or the connection there, you will focus more. You will feel more vibrant. You'll feel a pull of hope, a pull of idealism, a pull of growth again. So if you have any sense about you that's lost that, it's really an issue of congruence. The flip side of congruence is sometimes we can live to a level that's below us because we're living congruently with our negative thinking we're living congruently with what they told us we're supposed to be and do. We're living congruently with low expectations. 
That's why you can't let your social environment ever dictate how you're supposed to live or be or what you chase after. And that will always happen. Your environment will always take over unless you discipline yourself to visualize who you want to become. You have to remember that. The social environment will always take over. It's like a garden, you know? That garden, you can have the greatest things all planted around, but if you leave it alone for a month, the stuff starts coming in. After a couple of months, it's overgrowth, it's weeds, and that garden that could be something beautiful and bountiful ends up being taken over. It's the same thing in our social life, right? If you are not disciplined with your own mind about who you want to become, suddenly you start living your spouse's life. You start living your parents' life. You start doing what all your other peers are doing, not what you really desire to do, but you're not even sure what you desire to do because you won't take a second to think about it. So my urging to you is to focus on this area again and do it with a future lean. Okay, I'm going to decide who I want to become and I'm gonna start living in congruence with that more than I have. And here's my morning, simple, daily practice. I wouldn't, I shouldn't call it my morning practice. I would call it my, more of my like important moment practice, right? Important moment practice. I'm always asking in important moments, who do I wanna be in what I'm about to do? And it requires me to get that performance level up. You know, like this one, before I shot, before we do this, you know, I always take a moment for myself where I think about something. And often I'm just trying to get like, get congruent with who you are, Brendan. Because sometimes it's easy to be frazzled. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably dealing with physical jet lag right now. I've got a bunch of new friends in the house. We're in a new place shooting. There's a lot to get frazzled by. So you have to find your moment, remind yourself of who you want to be, and then show up. It's not easy but it has to become a practice. My trigger is moments that matter, right? Whatever I define that is. If I'm gonna see my wife after a really long day, I'm gonna know that's a moment that matters when I meet her with what kind of energy. So no matter where I'm at, I'm gonna ask, okay, who do I wanna be now? And that's gonna help me be better. That's all conversations around congruence. Now, if we can take congruence and we can add on top of it a couple of things, we'll start really building some momentum here. Right, and this is really important. This one is one of the baseline human drives, but one of the most important, connection, right? Connection, I mean basically in three ways. I mean connection with self, right? So that I can feel and sense myself. Self-awareness is a type of connection. Connection with another person that I'm with, and then connection with what I'm doing, okay? Three different ways, self-awareness, social awareness, and what you might call task awareness, okay? When people talk about being mindful, that's a general way to talk about connection, right? And what I want you to do in this area is take a good look at how connected have you felt. I mean, how connected have you really felt to your wife, to your husband, to the kids, to the work, to your craft, to your art? It's not easy when you are a high performer because you take on a lot of new things and it's easy to now, you piecemeal connection out, right? You kind of connect with your partner once in a while, you kind of connect with the work once in a while, you kind of connect with the team once in a while, but you're so spread thin that overall, not only do you feel dissipated, 
you don't feel connected. You know, it's like something, you feel like something's missing even though you're giving so friggin' much everywhere. You lose that connection. And it's easy for everyone to do. I do it too, right? I'm working on, as you guys know, this book. It's been a two-year research project. It's killing me sometimes. I'm like, when is this thing ever going to get done, right? It's just constant. And there's times that I've sat down, well, I got to work on the book now. And I'll be just typing along and I'll be like, you know what? This is probably not the energy I need to put in this book. Let me get up because my focus is bad. My enthusiasm is bad. My energy is bad. And it happens for everyone because I've got so much other things. And I'll be like, okay, I don't want to connect with my book in this way. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go walk around the block and I'm going to focus just as I walk around the block on deep breathing. That's all I'm going to do. Every step is a deep breath all around the block. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to come back into my house. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to do a couple of vinyasa flows, maybe five, ten vinyasa flows. Sit back down, close my eyes, set an intention for the work, open and go. Hey, it's Brandon. I'm jumping in here to tell you about another show on the Growth Day Podcast Network. Yes, both of my shows are on the Growth Day Podcast Network. My show, Motivation with Brandon Burchard and Marketing with Brandon Burchard. Those two shows are sponsored by the Growth Day Podcast Network. But we have four other incredible shows that we have launched with. The first show is Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Trent is just an incredible motivational speaker. If you've never seen this guy on stage or listened to his podcast, go subscribe to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. He's got over 12 million fans online. Why? Because he just brings the fire. He's so incredibly passionate. He's so knowledgeable about the struggles we have with our mental health, with our relationships. Um, and like I said, He's just absolutely a beast on stage. When you see Trent bring it, it's so incredible. Well, his podcast is a reflection of that. I mean, Trent's one of those guys charging 50 or $100,000 per keynote talk, and you can go access his podcast for free. That absolutely blows my mind. That's why I love podcasting. So go just subscribe to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. It's an incredible show that will keep you inspired You'll hear about his real life struggles as he's trying to deal with his health. You know, being a former NFL player, an athlete when he gets injured or how he's trying to build his business or how he's trying to maintain positive relationship in his life where as a creator, you know, so many people are judgmental. He's an incredible force in this world, a great friend and somebody I know you'll learn a lot from. I just love his episodes. So go to Straight Up with Trent Shelton and subscribe today. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance. But I also felt like this, 
this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. First, I was self-aware to recognize I'm not feeling a connection to this work right now. I'm not feeling this connection. And what a lot of people do is they go, well, I guess I don't feel it today. I quit. <laughs> Let's go to the bar. <laughs> you know, books are fun. Bars are better. Here we go. Right? You can totally do that. Or you could say, you know what? Uh, the creative divine energy didn't hit me today. I guess it's not meant to be for me to work on my book. Right? You could do that too. Or you could also just power through it, but not really bring your A game. What you have to do is have the self-awareness to stop. Stop. And interrupt yourself. So first, know when you are disconnected. Where in your life are you feeling disconnected? And in that moment, stop yourself and immediately, as fast as possible, remove yourself from the situation. As fast as you can, right? Remove yourself from that situation, whatever it is. I, I do networking events a lot, right? I'll be out with a bunch of people and we'll be networking and talking with people. I'll be, I'll be, sometimes I'll be in a conversation and I'm just not feeling connected to them. I'm not feeling like I'm bringing my A game. I'm, I'm just, I can tell, you know what I mean? I can tell, and I'll remove myself. I'll, I'll be like, hey guys, do you need another drink or something? And they'll say whatever they say, and say, okay. And I'll, I'll go, literally I'll go find a, 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 a room that's empty, or I'll go find the bathroom where there's a stall, and I can just get myself centered, and then return to the situation. Now, of course, you can't always do that. That's what people say. Well, you can't always do that. I'm like, hey look, I'm not looking for an always. I'm like, get up to bat more often. It doesn't have to be every time but more often remove yourself from where you're not feeling connected and find that connection. For me and for everything that we've read in every modern emerging uh, parts of psychology and neurobiology, we know without any question, you, if you activate your body, you'll activate your brain. If you activate your body, you'll activate positive emotion. If you activate your body, you'll interact better with people. If you activate your body, you'll contribute better art. So activate your body. So go away. Whatever you have to do, stretch, move, breathe, walk, jump, jack, I don't care what it has to be, but reactivate the body. Then return to the thing, close your eyes, set an intention, and go. Now, if this all sounds way overcomplicated, let me just share it. That just becomes your life. Your life becomes you conditioning yourself to be your best in the moments that matter. That's what my life is. I'm not always great. I'm not always perfect. I got on the stage in front of, I don't know, six, 800 people. And I had just landed. 
and I was kind of discombobulated from the plane. I was maybe a little more dehydrated than I would usually be because it was a really long flight. And uh, I, I remember getting on the stage and I felt discombobulated. I was on the stage and I, I couldn't go anywhere, right? I'm in front of the people. So it's not like I'm going, hold on guys and go backstage and do my thing. I'm there. I have to find that moment. And I can tell you this, I could have never found that moment if I hadn't worked so hard in other moments that mattered less to condition myself to get there. Does that make sense? So you need to start finding the small moments to get higher connection. If that means that small moment is you, you come home from work and before you go in to talk to your family, you get yourself in a good place. Before you flip on the video camera, before you sit down to do the work, you gotta learn to set those intentions and get in that space so that when the next time it happens where you can't go, I remember meeting a four hour sit down with one of the US presidents, George W. Bush at the time. And it was basically gonna be me, him and a couple of people. And I was just kind of in a funky place. Um, and not from just a political standpoint, but just, just like I, I, it was, it was an awkward time. And, and, uh, you know, we had to go through so much security to get there. There's a lot going on, a lot to be frazzled by. And I just remember thinking, I got just this moment of time here. I don't have the choice not to show up. And having tried to show up so many times in my life, which showing up, you know what that means? Connection. That's all it means. When they talk about flow, all that means is it's a different, it's a higher level of connection, right? When you think about love, that's just a higher level of connection. But most people, just like congruence where they let their baseline be going through the motions, most people with their connection, they're letting the social environment dictate their energy. So their energy around their spouse is the energy their spouse is bringing in. Their connection with what the work is, whatever that just happens, they feel that day. And I'm saying, use your conscious mind to override that. Use your body to override that, to deliver the best of what you have because life is short. You know, you show up crappy to your spouse for a couple of weeks or months in a row, and then something happens to them or something happens to you, you regret those crappy weeks. And I can share that having been with a lot of people in their last moments of life. They, they know their track record. You know what I mean? You know your track record. How have you been showing up to your work? How have you been showing up with the people that you love? How have you been showing up for yourself? Your connection matters to you in the end. So I want you to focus now on asking this question, how can I connect more in this next moment with, with what I'm feeling and sensing to get more body awareness, but what they're feeling, what I wanna contribute here to those people, to what I'm doing with the work, if we can get your connection up, everything shifts. And I know some of this is basic, but this is what you guys have been asking too. Because think about it. I lost focus. No, you lost connection. You lost connection with either your why, you lost connection with your process, you lost connection with your energy that would give you the focus, you lost connection with the outcome of what that thing could be. You didn't lose focus. Because you know what your focus went to? Something else. Focus went to the phone, to the games, to the TV. Focus went to the drama around the office. You didn't lose, the focus is still there. It just got shifted away from what matters, right? 
You know how many people I've told that to? They don't like when I say that, by the way, but it's accurate. <laughs> if somebody told me that, I'd be like, you know, I'm giving the bird. <laughs> but you know what? It's true. You didn't lose focus. You lost focus on what matters. Very different things, and you know it, so I'm busting you on it because it's my job to get you to a little higher level here, isn't it? Okay, then last piece here. Let's add this to it. One of the human forward drives. Contribution, contribution. And when I think about the contribution, when people say I lost enthusiasm, they forgot how fun it is to give. That's what happened. They forgot, that's all, right? They, they, they made contribution too big of a thing. Well, you know, I, I don't have a building with my name on it yet, Brendan. I literally just had a, a conversation with the guy on a jet he owned. And he was upset that in this part of his life, there's no buildings with his name on it. This was his thing. This is rich people problems. I'm like, this is your, this is, this is a thing for you. He actually had a lot of emotion to it. Now he had ambition and he had given and he'd done lots of things, but his contribution was tied to something that didn't really matter that much, though he thought it mattered. But notice what the contribution was, the accolade the reward, the award, the name on the building was what he was after. I said, well, what does the name on the building give you? He says, well, you know, it gives me a sense of success. I said, why? He says, well, you know, just, it gives me some, uh, you know, uh, it's just such a public showing that I've done something good. I said, okay, what other public showings that you've done something good could be? And he said, well, you know, uh, I host a fundraiser and I said, well, are there any public showings of you doing good, of you actually, you know, getting your hands dirty and doing good? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, doing good. Like, do you volunteer? He hadn't volunteered in 15 years. He wrote a lot of checks. But he hadn't been in a soup kitchen in 15 years. Contribution sometimes we think is the building. And we forget it's serving the dish. We make it too big. And so we feel disconnected from it. And then spiritually, we feel upset. Well, I'm not making my difference, people say. Because to them, making difference is this highfalutin, big idea. It's the, it's the thing on the building. It's the million dollars of the cash. It's, I, Brendan, I can't believe I've been working so long. I haven't built any schools in Africa yet. I'm like, dude, you'll be okay. It's not about the schools in Africa. It's not the name on the building. Those are good things. I'm not discounting those things per se. I'm saying if that's your measure of a sense of contribution in life, you'll always feel unfulfilled because you know what? You're gonna put your name on that building and then they'll build a building across the street that's bigger with another guy's name on it. And you'll be like, damn. So don't tell me it's about the building and it's not about the school because they'll put up the school and then they'll build another town and they'll put up another school and the kids will go over there. Like, it's not about that. It's about the act of giving. And so what I try to do to people, I say, oh, you, you want enthusiasm and vibrancy back to your life? Scale down your thoughts of contribution. Scale it down to daily acts of contribution. Daily acts. You know, you have those people who you posted your Instagram thing and, and they said some nice things to it. And you were like, oh, that's really nice. And you don't look at it again. When you could have said, hey, thank you. You know what? Let me send you something. I appreciate that. That's a small daily act, giving to somebody. 
That's it, simple, right? Small daily acts, teaching your kids to give. Small little things, opening the door, getting the cup of coffee, helping people arrange something. Little small daily things. Like I want you to get eyesight onto your day of giving. How can I give just little things? Because look, if you're not doing the little things, you won't feel the big things when you finally get them. Let me say that again. If you're not doing the little things, you won't feel the big things when they finally happen. It won't be what you wanted. But the little things, those give. You'll sense them. There'll, there'll be something that's magical to them that, that makes a difference. All right. Now, let's do that math I promised about. We're going to take all of this. Apparently, when you put parentheses around something, it makes you take the sum of what's in the middle, right? If this was one plus one plus one, that would be three as part of this grouping of mathematics. This is really advanced stuff, let me tell you what, for the kid who never went to algebra class. Okay, then all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you what that multiplier of all this is. It's another human drive, and it's the thing that sometimes, if you're doing pretty good in these areas, you're like, yeah, I'm kind of who I am, good. I'm happy with my relationships. I'm giving, but you're like not feeling the vibrancy or the fulfillment or the growth from all of that or that enthusiasm and focus, as I promised we'd be talking about today, that's kind of gone. It's like, it's easy to lose focus when any of this is going through the motions or normal for you, right? But what we know from psychology, if all we can do is add that drive that we love so much, as a multiplier, and now we take all this and we just layer it, right? Now, congruence, challenge yourself again. Now, connection, challenge yourself again. Now, contribution, challenge yourself again. So I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm sitting down and at this by myself. I was down there for a writing project, so I went and disappeared. And I'm sitting at this, uh, this uh, table, and this couple across the way recognized me for my work, and they said, hey, you're Brandon Bouchard. I said, yeah, and I said, cool, and we just started talking, and I said, well, why are you here? And the, uh, the, the wife said, I, I don't think she was a wife, I think she was, they were engaged or something, um, but it was not like a honeymoon trip, and it wasn't like a good trip either. They needed it. It was like, she said, we really needed this time together. I said, why? And she was really polite, and he was very silent. And I'm watching this. And I finally said, so you, like, this was a trip that was really important to you. And I said, yeah. I said, is it because, you know, things suck between the two of you? And they were like, <laughs> they kind of looked at me like, what? And, and but I, I went there because I thought, well, they kind of know what I do. I might as well, you know. And so they said, uh, she said, oh, no, no, no. I said, well, I mean, if you needed the trip, is, is he not giving you something you really want? And this guy looked at me like he was going to smack me off my table. He's a big dude, too. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and she just she said, well, no, 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 it's, it, it's good. And I asked him, I said, well, do you sense it's good? And he goes, well, yeah, it's good. I said, well, why'd you need the trip? I mean, you could go out to, why didn't you go like, hey, let's go to our favorite restaurant. Why did you have to escape something? So did you have to escape yourselves to find yourselves here differently? What, what was going on? And what happened was... They just got as a couple, they'd been together long enough that they weren't trying anymore. And Puerto Rico was a place for them to try. You know what I mean? They went down there 
to give themselves some psychological ease that says, you know what, let's try. Sometimes you feel like you have to remove yourself from things to try again. And that's what they were doing. Now, they didn't have to spend all the money to go down to Puerto Rico. You know, they could have, you know, found a way to do that back at home. But I think it's really important that we recognize that what they were really doing was challenging themselves to connect again. Puerto Rico wasn't a vacation. Puerto Rico was a challenge. Can we get it back together? They were challenging themselves. And in so many ways in our life, we have to do that. We, we have to, if we want more here, we have to push. Because you know what? As we go back to homeostasis, which is a good place to be in many ways, there's a lot of contentment that can happen in homeostasis. But remember the problem we frame this with, focus, enthusiasm, vibrancy. I feel like I lost those things, Brendan. What do you do? What do you do is you become more self-aware of these things and then you push. And a lot of people don't like the word push when I say it, right? Uh, what I, what, they're like, well, I, okay. We'll become more mindfully assertive. How about that? Same thing, challenge, push, whatever you want to call it, however you want to dress it up. The reality is if you lost focus, no one's going to fix it for you. If you lost enthusiasm, no one's going to fix it for you. If you're losing vibrancy, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and feel better. It doesn't work like that. You got to take back command of the ship. You got to take back discipline. You have to take back your own paying attention to what counts. And I know that doesn't always sound like, you're like, geez, Brent, this is kind of heavy. Where's the balloons and stuff? You know, it's like, I don't want to just fluff you up with motivation. I want to tell you, this takes work. This takes real work. And if you're not measuring yourself in some way on a daily and a weekly and a monthly basis, you'll fall back into going through the motions. And by the way, I don't have any problem with going through the motions. So if it sounds like I'm this guy who's like, push, 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 push. No, I'm answering the question. The question is, Brent, I lost focus and enthusiasm and vibrancy. And I'm just here to say, well, you're the only one who's going to get it back. It's going to take work and focus, right? There's great times of our life where we do just go through the motions and, and things are good. But if they're not, and you're aware of it, the most important thing you can do is to put these types of concepts back on your mental dashboard and measure them, watch them, pay attention to them, and seek to actively challenge yourself in each of these areas. In general, you should have challenges in your life. I like to tell people all the time, you know, if the only challenges you have in your life right now are the challenges that life threw at you, you're living a reactive life. A proactive life puts challenges in front of us on purpose. Like literally, if the, the biggest, when I tell high performers all the time, the biggest challenge you're facing in your life right now, assuming you know life didn't throw something at you, is a challenge you place on yourself. And I'll give you this last example. Because a lot of people, well, yeah, Brendan, that easy for you to say, or yeah, 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 you don't understand. My big challenge are this. I get it. I get it. And when I was out on the East Coast, I had some time to sit with a young girl who's going through cancer. And she's in her hospital bed, and she's got maybe four or six months from what the doctors say. She and her parents have a longer vision for her life. But she's a teenager on a hospital bed. She knows life isn't good. Now, Life has thrown her the ultimate challenge, hasn't it? But her biggest challenge isn't cancer. She could make it that. We could all make it that. 
Well, yeah, Brendan, sure, you say you should set the biggest challenges in your life. Sure, it's easy for you to say, my husband's being that. We're going through this in the business. I've had this health issue. Well, this teenage girl dealing with cancer, when I walk in the room, all around her bed are all these books. And so when I start talking with her, I said, well, what's, what, what are all these books about? She says, oh, I'm learning Spanish. I said, you're learning Spanish? She goes, yeah, I've always wanted to challenge myself to learn Spanish. Now think about that for a moment, how beautiful that is. Life threw her the ultimate challenge, mortality. And yet, here she is, in the crux of the biggest challenge she ever got, setting her own challenges. That brings you back to life. And that's what it was doing for her. So if you're lacking a good challenge in your life, set one up. Even if that's just asking, how can I be a better person? Connect more and contribute more. If these become the challenges, great. If you need another challenge, great. But set that up so that you feel that focus come back in. Because challenge, boom, gives you focus. Challenge gives you something to grow into, spurs that enthusiasm. Challenge gets you fired up to focus, to do good, to be there. All these things, I hope, will help you reach higher levels of performance. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people. Um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. 
And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out.